Well, good morning, ladies and gentlemen. This is the Truckers Podcast. Current events, local, world news, and what's trending. I am your host, Doug, from London, Ontario, Canada. Thank you for joining me today, Sunday, at 10 a.m. gentlemen here we are again sunday morning january the 31st and as we're coming into february we're in the middle of winter with potentially six more weeks to go till springtime which would be nice to see i hope everybody's had a good weekend so far hope everybody out there is uh, in uh, behaving themselves, following the rules. So, a couple of provinces here in Canada want to ease restrictions, and our top doctor urges them not to. Not just yet, anyway. So our, our uh, Canada's top doctor is warning provinces against easing stringent public health measures. This was yesterday. Just as the as the premier of one of the provinces hardest hit by the COVID nineteen pandemic, said he hoped to do exactly that in a little over a week and that's the province of quebec here in canada is who's had the hardest time with this the most cases the chief public health officer dr Teresa tam said that even though daily cases of the novel coronavirus are trending down it's still too soon to lift the lockdowns and ease other protective measures if the country hopes to bring the pandemic under control. We don't have a timeline for when this pandemic will be over. Nobody knows. It is crucial that strong measures are kept in place in order to maintain a steady downward trend, as she said in a news release. With still elevated daily case counts and high rates of infections across all age groups, the risk remains that trends could reverse quickly in some areas of the country are seeing increased activity. And here in Ontario, we are seeing that. 
the schools are opening back up across part of the region starting on Monday. Other parts of the province won't be going back until, you know, later in the month in February. But the lockdown, stay at home order here in Ontario, I think runs till the, the 9th or 10th of February. And we'll have to see whether we're going to be looking at any reopenings or not. But it's not just Quebec that wants to do that, it's Alberta as well. She pointed out to several concerning variants of the virus as evidence that it's too soon for the province to let their guard down. One such strain, as we talked about before, which was the first detected in the United Kingdom and has already been cited as the cause of a deadly long-term care outbreak in Southern Ontario. It is more contagious than the other strains of the virus and has begun to spread into Canada and other parts of the world as well. But even so, the Premier of Quebec, it was planning to unveil changes to the province's current public health protocols this coming Tuesday. Or maybe it could just lift, lift the curfew. They have a curfew from 8 p.m. until 5 p.m. in the province of Quebec. Maybe it could lift that. The Premier said the changes would come into effect after February the 8th, the day a province-wide curfew is scheduled to end. Businesses designated non-essential have been closed across Quebec since December the 25th. And here on here in Ontario, it has been since the 26th of December. That we've been in lockdown. On the day that the curfew went into effect, into effect, uh, Quebec reported an average of 2,680 five new cases over the most recent seven-day stretch. The province logged 1,367 new cases of the virus and counted 46 more deaths on Saturday yesterday. Officials said 14 of those deaths took place in the province 24 hours and the rest happened earlier. Dr. Tam warned that the outbreaks are still happening in high-risk communities including in First Nations and in remote parts of the country. That was the case in Ontario, where a public health doctor called a small spike in COVID-19 cases in the remote northern part of the province, a wake-up call. But it's also a wake-up call for the nursing home in Barrie. that has infected the majority of the patients and staff. He characterized the containment as good news. This is, you know, in the First Nations communities. 
Others across Ontario public health officials reported 2,063 new cases of COVID-19 on Saturday, along with 73 more deaths. Now we were down just a little under 1,500 and we shot back up another 500. Saskatchewan, meanwhile, logged only 258 new cases with eight more deaths. Now, the province, too, in Alberta, is planning on lifting some restrictions. And the Premier, Jason Kenney, announced Friday that lower hospitalization numbers allowed him to ease public health measures on indoor fitness centers, school sports, restaurants, and bars. Those changes are to or are to be slated to take effect on February the 8th. What's that? Nine days from now? So hopefully their numbers keep coming down and he's able to do this. You know. And out in Edmonston area of northern New Brunswick, which is currently in the midst of a full lockdown. The number of confirmed cases in New Brunswick has risen to 1,230 since the beginning of the pandemic. That figure includes 928 recoveries and 283 active cases. They were doing extremely well out in New Brunswick. But over the period of time, it has risen up to 1,230, and I hope those numbers come down for them. Now, she doesn't go on to elaborate how much longer should these restrictions stay in place, but just saying that they need to stay in place. And that'll be up to the health officials here in Ontario as well, and the government of Ontario, whether they're gonna decide to start lifting restrictions or not. Hopefully, you know, another eight days, I think it is, no, maybe another nine days here that the lockdowns and the um, stay at home orders, you know, could be lifted, but maybe maybe the stay-at-home order, I don't know. Because it was extended for another 14 days, so that should bring us up to about the 9th of February, and then it could extend it for another 14 days. That's all gonna depend on our numbers. So, oh, what else to tell you? Is it too soon? Do you even start thinking about it? I would like to see some changes start to happen. Potentially getting people back to work. You know, small businesses, they have a, uh, a better opportunity, you know, for contact tracing. 
than the Walmarts and the big box stores because they're not doing any of that. They're not doing any contact tracing at these places. Before the lockdown started again, and we were able to, you know, go to a restaurant, have five people at a table. You know, before you entered the restaurant, you know, they even took your, they even took our temperature and our name and our telephone number. And for the whole time that they were open from last spring until this current shutdown again, there were no cases of COVID in restaurants, movie theaters, small pubs, small businesses. There were no cases reported. Just in happened to be in all the bigger sectors, of course, in the manufacturing and, and big box stores and big Walmarts and, and big name grocery stores. That's where all the cases came from. Food, food processing plants. Not the, your, your mom, Paul, small business. Not in anybody that I heard of getting a haircut. So I guess we're going to have to wait to see, you know, what's going to happen in the next nine to 10 days anyways here in Ontario. Maybe there'll be an announcement on Monday tomorrow. I don't know. Mr. Doug Ford, our Premier of Ontario, he's, he's out there a lot talking to the people of Ontario. So maybe some changes could be coming here. I don't know. But the top doctor in this country are asking provinces not to lift the restrictions just yet. Now, as you may or may not know, the federal government here in Canada came through on their actions about travel. You know, we always had a travel advisory, but people would snub that too and just go and travel. Didn't matter whether you're in government or some big CEO, you know, the travel advisories didn't apply to you. And those ones, and for the ones that thought they would just snub their nose at the travel advisories, because you can't drive your vehicles across the land borders between Canada and the United States. So some people, But they were smart and get their vehicles transported across the border via transport truck and fly across, pick up their vehicle and continue their little merry way down to Florida for the winter months. Last couple of weeks, our Prime Minister of Canada has been warning people 
that new travel rules will be coming into effect, in which they are, in which they did. And to have the airlines on board with these new travel restrictions on top of the travel restrictions. That people now find themselves in a precarious situation. And for these people who thought that they would just snub their nose at the travel advisory, now it's going to find it difficult to get back here. And that's those Canadians who went down to Florida and other places for the winter. And now they find themselves grappling with the tough new travel rules that include a big hotel bill. And they just went against everything. You know, because the travel advisories to these people and other people, it didn't apply to them, so to speak. So despite Canada's advisory not to travel abroad during the pandemic, Canadians have been able to easily book flights and head south, and that was the case. But now, those people face major, major hurdles returning home, thanks to the tough new travel measures announced by the federal government on Friday. Soon, air passengers will be required take a COVID-19 test upon arrival and spend up to three days of their 14-day quarantine in a designated hotel, which will cost them on the upwards of $2,000. So this couple, you know, they were, they were one of them. I believe that probably had their RV transported over the border by transport. Snub everybody. Hey, how you doing? Welcome to the Truckers Podcast. I'm your host, Doug, from London, Ontario, Canada. So, you know, yesterday, I think it was too, I talked to um, someone about this new travel, uh, travel rules um, that are in place on top of the travel rules that the government of Canada just imposed on all Canadians and all international travel. Now, back in December, you know, usually both, you know, November, December, people, you know, generally jump in their RVs or they fly or whatever they do. Um, they spend the, they spend their uh, winters down in the uh, southern part of the United States. And of course, you know, with this pandemic going on, um, we always had, like, we've always had the, the travel advisory. Um, the land borders between Canada and the United States have been closed since last March. So no one can drive back and forth across the borders. 
So some of these Canadians, what they did was they hired a transport company to take their RV across the border because that's the only way they were going to get it across. And then fly across into the United States, jump in their RV, and then drive down to Florida for the winter. Now, with the tough new rules that are in place, starting today, I believe, uh, part of it is that um, they will have to take a, a um, COVID-19 test upon their arrival, and they'll have to spend three of those days in a hotel at their own expense, and it could cost them up, up to $2,000 per person. And, for, and quarantine for 14 days. And then that will be designated uh, um, a, a designated hotel um, by the government. You don't get your choosing of what hotel you're going to stay at when you arrive back into Canada. Now these 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 people, you know, thought you know they would just snub their nose at the travel advisories to begin with, and get their RV transported over, and then drive the rest of the way down to Florida. So now. With these new rules coming in, this couple, one of the news agencies we're talking to, says, I'm not going to pay that 2000 a person for three nights. He says, that's ridiculous. And they're from Quebec, and they spend, the, they, they spend their winter in Florida. Well, maybe they should have thought of that before they left because it wasn't the first time the government was talking about implementing new restrictions on travel. But this is what this is what you get for snubbing your nose at the at the travel advisory to begin with. I don't feel sorry for these people ladies and gentlemen, I really don't. We're told not to travel anywhere. You're asked not to travel anywhere. Just in case, just in case the place that you travel to all of a sudden put restrictions on incoming and outgoing flights. But nobody seemed to listen. Some, I mean, some people didn't seem to listen. Some people just didn't seem to care. So now they find themselves in a tough situation. Canadians that went down south. Other Canadians agree, which is why some of them are attempting to find ways around the rules, either by prolonging their stay or attempting to rush home before the new measures kick in. These new measures start. I believe today, and they run all the way to the end of April. Now, most Canadians start coming back at the end of March. 
There's one was this uh, one individual from Milton, Ontario, Canada. He's hoping to beat the clock. He and his wife had planned to stay at their rented condo, a small town of, uh, on the western coast of Mexico until the end of March. But a day after learning about the, the, the coming travel rules, they booked a flight home for Wednesday. Smart. $4,000 is a lot of money. As I said, it's $2,000 per person. $4,000 is a lot of money. And who knows if it stops there. Well, it's going to be taxed on top of that if you pay taxes in Canada. And she said that, you know, with the, uh, the, um, the HST, you know, which she calculated for two people, she says, I'm on a pension. Well, maybe you should have thought about that before you went. Now, adding to her sense of urgency is the prospect of, uh, of dwindling flights prompted by the government. Canada's major airlines have canceled all flights to Mexico and the Caribbean beginning today through to April 30th and other sunny destinations. Now, although he managed to book a flight home with a Mexican airline, she says that it's still it's still unsure if he's in the clear, as he doesn't know when the hotel quarantine's rules will take effect. The federal government only offered a vague timeline on Friday, stating that the rule will be implemented as soon as possible in coming weeks. He's been talking about this for a couple of weeks. The Prime Minister of Canada. And they can only land at four different airports designated by the federal government. And you don't get to choose, and you don't get to choose the hotel you're going to stay at. He has no idea what's going to happen. They could put me straight into a hotel after arriving in Canada. Yep. That's what's going to happen. He said... He understands why Ottawa has imposed strict new rules to discourage travel as highly contagious variants of the COVID-19 strains continue their global spread. He says he understands. Did you not understand the travel advisory to begin with? But he also feels that it's unfair to impose those rules on travelers who left the country before they were announced. What do you think a travel advisory is? 
not just because you're going somewhere and potentially you could get, catch COVID, but the travel advisory is also stating that at any given time, any given country could impose flight restrictions. That's what also a travel advisory means. He urges that the added hotel stay should apply only to people who choose to travel abroad now and are aware of the of the repercussions. No, 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 no. I don't think so. You snubbed your nose at the travel advisory, so it applies to everybody, whether you did it sooner or you did it later. He goes, why not just pick a date and say, these are the rules from this date. If you want to go out and, and you want to come back and pay two grand or more, at least you know in advance. Well, he did pick a date and say, talking about this for two to three weeks that new rules were coming and yet like i said these individuals just snub their nose at the travel advisory whatever thought it was funny just to, to get around the loophole or use the loophole get your rv across the border via transport truck and then fly across and just snub your nose at everybody. And this is what you get at the end. Now the question is, should I stay or should I go? Should I stay in Florida or should I go back to Canada? Not all people who are, who are, are rushing home. Some, is, some instead plan to extend their stay at their sun destination and hoped that the new travel rules would be lifted by the time they return to Canada. This is from now until April the 30th. These rules, when you're coming back into Canada on top of the rules already imposed, First and foremost, before you even get back into Canada, you have to have a negative test done 72 hours prior to your flight before you even get on the airplane. Must test negative. And then when you land in Canada, quarantine for 14 days. Now the new, new restrictions are when you come back in Canada with that negative test, doesn't matter. Three days in a hotel room at your own expense. $2,000 per person. Because why should taxpayers pay for this? Why should I pay for this? Why should I pay for your stay 
in a hotel room? Why should I pay for your COVID test on, upon return? Why should I do that when you snub the rules to begin with? Not gonna happen. Typically, Canadians will spend about six months abroad without facing repercussions, such as losing the provincial health coverage. As travel insurance individual, um, to people who have contacted him to extend their medical insurance so they can stay longer at their destination. They have no desire to stay in a motel for three days at $2,000 per person to this travel agency. Their attitude was, wouldn't it be wiser to stay down and walk around the beach? Well, you can stay down there and walk around the beach. Because this is on until the end of April. Just that's the attitude of some Canadian who's spending the winter with, with her husband in Fort, Fort Lauderdale that came to Florida in, in, in December and shipped their RV across the border. See, these were some of the people that did this. This is the only way you could get across the border between Canada and the United States because you cannot drive across. So the transport truck will take it across. It's the only way. And then fly across and jump down and jump down and jump in your RV and away you go. So this is there they were some of these people that did this with their RVs. And their plan was to drive it home at the end of March. Well, now here's the real kicker. Right now, since last March, until this present day, the border the land borders between Canada and the United States are closed. Only transport trucks can cross. This is, it's been extended till February the 21st. The case count in the United States would have to drop dramatically. In order for Canada to open the border. Now, do you think in the United States through February and March, do you actually think that those numbers are going to drop dramatically? I don't think so. The border when it becomes just a few days before February 21st, the government of Canada is gonna announce that the land borders stay closed until the 21st of March. And just a few days before that, they're gonna extend it to the end of April or the 21st of April. And we're gonna keep extending it until the United States gets their numbers down you might as well say until this pandemic is over. If anybody thinks that just because the vaccines are out, do you think that this pandemic is going to be over in the summertime? 
Đâu? So they think they're going to drive their RVs home at the end of March? They didn't think this plan well enough. And at this point, they say it's unclear if the federal government will also impose a, whole, a hotel stay for travelers in, uh, entering Canada by land. Ah, oh, yes, they will. And you're not entering Canada by land. At the end of March, at the end of April, you'll be not entering Canada by land. And if I'm wrong, I'll be the first one to admit that I'm wrong. I don't think I am. We are neighboring the United States with the highest case count in the entire world. And if these individuals think for one second that by the end of March, they're going to be able to drive across the land borders. You got your vehicle over there by transport truck. You're going to have to get it back over by transport truck and you're going to have to fly back over. And yes, you're going to have to go to one of these designated motels and pay that two grand. I don't feel sorry for these people, ladies and gentlemen, because they snubbed the rules to begin with. Got into the United States with their RV, turned around and gave the finger back to Canada. Saying, tell me I can't get my vehicle across the border. You know, now they're like, so oh, we're going to stay in Florida as long as as long as they hope to avoid the hotel fee. Well, good luck with that. You know, you can stay right till the end of April. Well, good for you. Maybe we'll maybe maybe the Canadian government will extend it beyond April. That's all it depends where our numbers are here in Canada with COVID-19. That all depends on these 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 this this uh, new variants of this virus, you know, keep spreading and keep pumping our numbers up. This other this other company uh, this other uh, Canadian couple, they're from Ottawa. He says he has a similar plan. He and his wife are scheduled to fly home in March for medical appointments and then return to their winter home in Sarasota, Florida. But now that the couple facing a looming hotel bill, among other travel measures, they have decided to remain in Florida for now. problem so that's too big of a hill to climb he was set to return home for good in april but if the hotel rule is still in place by then he said he can't extend his trip by another month in hopes that he he'll still be in the clear by then be in the clear by what maybe be in the clear of not paying the hotel fees 
but you're not going to be in the clear of self-isolating for 14 days. And he's hoping that the Canada, the, the Canada strict travel restrictions will be lifted at, at the earlier date for someone like him who already received the COVID-19 vaccine in Florida. Now this really ticks me off. You know, because the people of Florida need these vaccines. Not a foreigner, the people of Florida, America need these vaccines. That was just like that couple that flew to the north, flew to the Yukon territories, lied about why they were there and got a COVID-19 shot. And, the, and, these, and these, that couple there, they were millionaires. Thought rules didn't apply to them, they'll just make up some story lie about it and they you know these 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 canadians down there in florida oh i should get the covid 19 shot down here because we're making a contribution to to your economy they're not a landed immigrant ladies and gentlemen they're travelers they're canadians Welcome to the show. Thank you for joining me. I'm your host, Doug from London, Ontario, Canada. So that kind of irks me there. That they take away vaccines, you know, from an American who needs to get the vaccine. So he's so he's hoping that um, that be just because he was vaccinated in Florida that he would be exempt from the regulation. No, because he's still gonna have to get retested again, like I said, before he gets on the flight or ever how they're getting here, before he enters Canada. The rules are not going to change just because you've been vaccinated. They're gonna test you again. And you're still going to have to follow the regulations, the new regulations that just just been put in place until the end of April. They really didn't think far enough down the road. We've been advised not to travel anywhere, ladies and gentlemen. And the government finally had to step up and impose these measures, these rules on top of these rules. Because people weren't getting the message. I don't feel sorry for any of these people that went against these travel advisories, found these loopholes to get their RVs across the land border by transport truck and snub everybody else and then start bitching and complaining about these new rules coming home. Too flippin' bad. 
Here in Ontario, ladies and gentlemen, we're in a lockdown. You probably heard me say this time and time again. And we have a stay-at-home order on top of the lockdown. Hopefully, maybe by the middle of February, we might see some sign of, of lifting any of these restrictions. I don't know. Our, our top doctor in this country is asking provinces not to lift any of these rules. Quebec wants to lift some rules. You know, they're the hardest hit in the entire country. Ontario's the second hardest hit with this COVID. Quebec, the, the province of Quebec, they're not only are, are they in a lockdown, you know, they have a curfew from 8 p.m. until 5 a.m. on top of their lockdown and stay-at-home orders. And they're thinking about lifting some restrictions. Maybe just lift the curfew. So these people who traveled and, and, and snubbed everybody, this is going to cost you two grand per person when you come back into Canada. That's your problem. And the air in the in the airlines. Um, We'll work with, with Canadians um, to get them back here as soon as possible. And they can only and they can only land at designated airports that was designated by the government. They'll only be able to land. at the Vancouver airport, Calgary, Montreal airports. And that and this and this includes private and chartered flights as well. Including from the United States. We'll only land at Vancouver, Toronto, Calgary and Montreal airports. And then that's when the officials will take care of you. You have to do another swab. You have to stay in a designated hotel under security for three days at your own expense of upwards of $2,000. If you test negative, you can go home and do the rest of your quarantine at home. And then 10 days prior, and then 10 days after that, they will test you again. This goes for every single traveler, whether you're an international traveler or you're Canadians coming back home, ladies and gentlemen. 
it'll cost you upwards of $2,000 if you decide to come to Canada. Nothing to see here. Tourism is shuttered. There's no sightseeing, there's nothing. Nothing going on here in Canada right now. There's no point of coming here. Unless you're just trying to get home because you're Canadian and you're, and you know, and you're the dumbass who, who snubbed the, uh, uh, the travel advisory to begin with. And it was just, that's just these Canadians who went down to Florida for the winter months. I mean, over the Christmas holidays and things like that, people, people flying, government officials flying and, and, and everything else, and big CEOs just snubbing the advisory. You know, it's absolutely ridiculous. There will be a time, ladies and gentlemen, there will be a time that we will be able to travel to see our loved ones if that's the case. We'll be able to travel across the land borders and go sightseeing and dine in restaurants and shop and all this sort of stuff. There's going to be a, a time for that. I wish I could tell you when that time will arrive, but I can't. Neither can the top health officials. They can't give you a timeline when that's all going to take place. We have to beat this pandemic first. And that's why it's so important to stay where you are. To have the airlines on board with the government is pretty impressive. Because it's the only way the government was be able to do it. Because of the Constitution of Canada. Our freedoms and our rights. Doesn't affect it. Because the airlines said they're not flying to any more sunny destinations. That's how that works. Because Canadians have the right to leave the country, Canadians have the right to return to Canada, and Canadians have the right to travel all around Canada. But with the airlines saying, no, we're not flying to any more of these places. It's not against our rights and freedoms and liberties. So I think it's absolutely fantastic that the airlines are on board with this. And for those individuals, couples, I don't care. You think you're just gonna snub your nose at everybody. And you don't think there's gonna be any consequences. And you don't think 
that the government can impose more rules upon you, you are sadly mistaken. Maybe next time, plan a little better. Now it's just going to get a whole lot more expensive for you upon your return. Because like I said, the end of March, this one couple here is thinking that they're going to drive their RV back across the land border at the end of March. Not going to happen. Not, not going to happen. Canada is going to keep those borders closed for as long as it takes to protect all Canadians. The United States of America needs to get it together. Our friends to the South. The best neighbors you could have, ladies and gentlemen, is our American friends to the South. But they need to get it together down there. They really do. The tourism on both sides of the country is great for us. Canadians travel across land borders every single day. And same with Americans coming into Canada. Shopping, dining, sightseeing. All the great things that we love to do. But that's not going to happen at the end of March. The land borders are not going to be open at the end of March. Welcome to the show. I'm your host, Doug, from London, Ontario, Canada. So I was talking about, you know, um, the new measures that the Ontario or the Canadian government has imposed on travelers, Canadians alike, on top of the, of, of the restrictions already. So we got restrictions on top of the restrictions. And now they're going to face a lot of difficulties getting back into Canada. And if I were them, I'd be making that plan right now. Because this is going to be until the end of April, these new restrictions. And like I said, if I'm wrong about the land border, you know, I'll be the first one to admit it. But the end of March, not going to be open. The end of April, it's not going to be open. Canada does not have to open the border. And we won't. So, I don't know what you make about that, but I'm telling you. You know, the funny thing is, too, I was thinking, you know, when, uh, you know, just before Christmas, uh, you know, like no uh, middle of November, people think about heading down south for the winter and that, oh, just missed you there. 
What if you want to call back in here? Is Captain Jimmy. But I don't know what you make of that, these new rules that are they're just now coming into effect. Um, well, like I said, I do not feel sorry for these Canadians who thought they would just snub their nose at everybody. And uh, what am I talking about there, Captain Jimmy? I'm talking about the new measures, these new restrictions just went into uh, effect, these, these travel, travel restrictions that just went into effect. All the Canadian airlines are not flying to any sunny destination. So that means anybody who had plans for the March break coming up, you're not going anywhere. With the new restrictions coming back into Canada that you have to stay in a motel for three days at your own expense on the upwards of $2,000. Yes. They, they need to do that. You're absolutely right. Right? The other rule is that you have to test negative 72 hours prior to your flight back into Canada. Before you even get on that flight. And then when you arrive back in Canada, self-isolate for 14 days on top of that. Now the government, you can only stay, or the planes can only land at four different airports. Well, what they need to do is stop all international travel coming into the United States. Is what they need to do. You know, I mean, the only way Canadians were able to to um, to go down to Florida was to fly, because you can't drive across the land border. Or they had the, or they hired a trucking company to take their RV across the border because that's the only way it was getting across by transport and then fly across, jump in your RV and go down to Florida. That was the only way. Now there's one couple thinking, like I said, this one couple is thinking that, you know, by the end of March, they're hoping that they can drive their RV across the land border. It's not gonna happen. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And the other the other thing that really irked me too, uh uh there, Captain Jimmy, is that the Canadians who went down to Florida before the holidays, um, they were able to get vaccinated. 
which I think that I think that that was wrong because that was just taking away vaccinations from Americans. They should not have been able to get vaccinated down in Florida. You know, it's already bad enough right now that now that we're not going to see any more vaccinations, you know, maybe till the middle of February, maybe the end of February. I don't know how, I, you know, I wish I knew. I, the, the economy is not coping now. You know, it's it's just not. And our and our top doctor here in Canada is is advising um, all provinces um, not to lift any restrictions just yet. Yeah, it is. You know, I, I just can't believe that. You know, you know, they were down there saying, "Oh, we're down here. We're making a contribution to to your economy." You know, doesn't matter. They should not have been vaccinated. Americans need the vaccinations that they have. Well, you know, it is. It is going to increase the unemployment rate. You know, airlines are already laying people off already. You know, it's, you know, this coming March will be um, one year that the uh, Canadian and the United States border has been closed, the land borders. Well, when they, that's what it is. And when they get back here, they'll have to stay at a designated hotel that's been designated by the government for three days at an expense of $2,000 under security. And if you test negative, then you can go home and self quarantine for the remainder of the time and which in the, which then and then 10 days after that you will be tested again we are not fooling around here in Canada whether your Canadians are coming back or international travel cancel your plans because it ain't going to happen Absolutely, it is. You can you can look that up on the internet. You know what 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 uh, what what uh, what is going on here in Canada with all these with these uh, new rules implemented um, on on flights. So you know, and he's he's been he's been calling this he's been hollering this for a couple weeks. Well, yeah, absolutely. You know, so it's like anything. I mean, it's like all, you know, we're not the only country, you know, is, is back into a second lockdown. 
We're not the only ones. Other countries are doing this too. The United Kingdom, London, England, all over the place. China again is seeing humongous spikes in COVID-19 cases. Two more variants, you know, two variants now that we have to have to really watch is the United Kingdom, the variant from there, and the South African variant. Yeah, they're in, they're in the second lockdown. We don't need we don't need to see a third lockdown or a fourth lockdown. This second lockdown has to be the last one. The economies all over the world are just crippled. I feel it on my job. I'm not picking up very much freight. Before the pandemic, I was picking up six, seven loads that would fill my trailer to bring back to the warehouse. I'm coming back sometimes with maybe half a trailer because sometimes coming back with, 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 with three pieces of freight on my trailer. Some drivers are coming back empty. My days are not as long as I used to be. I'm all, you know, I get up, I go to work Tuesday, I get to work for seven and I'm home by four. Absolutely, absolutely. I saw you popping up there and I, I just wasn't uh, quick enough. So yeah, if you want to call in, call in. Hello. Hey, hey, hey. Hi, Trekker. Hey, what's going on? Hey, what's going on? Yeah, tough time this site. I feel for you, buddy. Uh, yeah. You know, we're uh, we're all, you know, in this struggle together, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but um, the lucky part is that um, how things are operating that side of Canada, it's quite different to South Africa. Um, the researchers reported that um, uh, we might experience a third wave. And when they're talking about a third wave, remember we had the first wave, the second wave currently, uh, the researchers saying that they're seeing a third wave. And remember, when they see the third wave, mean that we might experience the third lockdown. Lucky part. Lucky part. How the authorities are handling things this side. It's quite different to how, you know, you guys are doing things that side. Because the length porters are open, but not all, not, not all of them. Uh, the main ones, uh, just few of them are open so that, you know, there could be movements of goods. And when it comes to the issue of flights, um, certain flights are open uh, to countries whereby it's not high risk. And there is a time whereby they know for sure that um, actually there is a curfew time. All the flights, they need to make sure that they comply in terms of the curfew time. The curfew time. So I want to understand when you guys are saying that um, in USA they need to stop the flights. Why don't they come with maybe other measures? Because I don't think that they have measures in place. They didn't have, they, 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 you know, they don't, 
they don't really have a lot of strong measures in place. I mean, it goes, it varies from state to state and it's up to the governor, it's up to the governor of that state. It'll be up to the mayor of the mayors of the cities and the health professionals and everything else. Right. And, um, mm-hmm. so that's, that, that's there, you know, here in Canada, well, the border between this, let me say this, the border between Canada um, in the United States is the largest undefended border in the world. That land border is closed. Okay. That that land border is closed to non-essential travel, and only transport trucks can cross right now. And that's been going on for almost a year. And that's going to continue to go on. And and what's happening now with these with these uh, new restrictions on travel? That's not just for Canadians coming back into Canada. That's for any traveler around the world thinking that they're going to come here. And it's going to cost you on your own dime to to uh, uh, have to stay in the hotel at, a, at an expense of $2,000 a person. Right? And Canadians now who went down to Florida over the winter... They're, they're complaining now, about let's, it. Let's look at this one. Let's look at this one. Go ahead. Are you there? No, I lost him. Bad connection. But what I'm saying here, ladies and gentlemen, there's no point. There is just no point to travel. And especially coming here to Canada, not going to happen so anyways i hope everybody out there gets this message loud and clear canadian or not these new restrictions apply to everybody but you're back Yeah, 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 I'm back. Are you able to hear me? Yeah, I thought you uh, you disappeared for a moment and then you come back on. Yeah, like, 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 like the question. I'm not sure if you're able to hear me, so that I can continue. Are you able to hear me now? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, like my question it was that um, looking on um, like such a Canada uh, WestJet Sunwing and also a Transit. Uh, did they agree that they're going to cancel all their services um, um, and also be able to refund all the people? Um, yes, they 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 uh, agreed to be doing that, and um, the ones who okay. the, now the people who had pre-booked um, um, vacations or whatever before this new rule came in effect, uh, these airlines are okay. working with these individuals in order to maybe you know give them a refund. Or, or credit them and and hopefully down in the future that they'll be able to go where they want to go right so so how about but that? not the people are yeah no no the people who are currently away now mm-hmm. they're facing these they're facing the res- these restrictions coming back into Canada hey how about people who are in Mexico as you're speaking at the moment? Uh, will they be able to refund them or are they going to make arrangements so that they can try to organize something like such as a return flight? 
the air the airlines are going to work with them to to uh, uh, try to get them back, right? Yeah, because I was and, thinking. And, but, when, yeah, I was. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, but what I'm saying is, some are, some of the Canadians are down in Mexico, in Florida, and wherever where they are. Um, they're looking mm -hmm. to try to expand their stay as long as they can. But these new restrictions are until the end of April. Mm. So if they mm. if they can afford to stay down there till the end of April and hope and pray that these restrictions are lifted by that time, you know, you're taking a chance. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And at the end of April, I mean, for people who for people who had their um, vehicles transported over the border by transport truck mm. and then flew across, if they're thinking by the end of March that they're going to be able to drive across the land border, they got another thing coming because it's not going to happen. Mm. Yeah, that's a problem. Right. So they didn't make They didn't make the best choices. You know, because they thought they would just get around this stuff of getting their vehicles into the United States and drive down to Florida and just turn around and snub everybody else. Yeah. Yeah. Now they're going to pay I also for have it. That, yeah, I also heard that um, they've actually announced um, the new mandatory, um, the PCR testing requirements at uh, mm -hmm. the airports for those people actually, will be re those people will be returning to Canada. Uh, I have that. Because I also, I also yeah. speaking about the quarantine thing that one um, should cover the cost. If that person doesn't have money, how will they cover the cost? You'll be sent back. Sent if back. you're if you're an, if you're if you're an international traveler, you're not a Canadian citizen, and if you don't have the money to afford to stay in the hotel, they were they were put you on a return flight and send you home. <laughs> I'm not kidding. I'm absolutely not kidding. Okay, now let's have a look here. Let's say one actually, you know, just paid a visit, such as maybe Mexico and other countries paid a visit. Now the person is coming back home and the person doesn't have money to go to a hotel for quarantine. What's going to happen? They won't allow this person to just go home to quarantine at home. If they're a Canadian citizen, it's not going to matter. Mm -hmm. if, you, if, you, if you could afford to travel to begin with, you can afford to pay those fees. You know, you know what I'm saying, right? Yeah. If you yeah, if you can afford to book that flight and, and, and take a vacation, you can afford to pay those fees. So, so simply meaning that in Canada now, it's it's mandatory that you need to be quarantined at your own cost. It's mandatory. Yes. And pay for the COVID nineteen test too. And then those 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 actually who are actually coming with um. The negative test, uh, will they be able to be quarantined at home? They will after the three days in the hotel. They'll, then they'll be able to return, turn home in Canada, you know, and they'll have to stay uh, for the rate for quarantine for the remaining time. And then in 10 days, they'll be checked again. Or, or simply meaning that in Canada, uh, as per this um, current uh, regulations, uh, after three days, if one test negative, the person will be allowed to go home for quarantine. They'll be able, if if after the three days they'll be able to go home, but they'll still have to quarantine for the remainder time. At home. At home, and then ten days they'll be tested again. Okay.
Now let's let's look at this one. How, what about those actually who test positive while uh, actually they're still on quarantine? Will they be taken somewhere or what? Yes, they'll be taken to a government facility to be quarantined for 14 days. Okay. Now something doesn't make sense here. Why the first three days one should cover the cost and the remaining days, if the person tests positive, the government can be able to assist. Why did <laughs> something? No, if they have to. They still no. They have to test negative. Those three no, days, right? Mm -hmm. If if they if within those three days if they test positive, then they're removed to a government facility. Okay. Right, you have to test negative. So in this case. Go ahead. I think I'm gonna lose him again. Yeah, no. Are you still there? Go ahead. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. I'm still here. Yeah. No, no, no. I'm saying that uh, now I understand. It simply means that after three days, if you test negative, you go home for quarantine for ten days. You follow the protocols, and if you test, if you test positive, you're taken to um, one of the Canadian um, hospitals and whatever, then so that they can take care of you. Right. But things are things are also almost the same here in South Africa. They're almost the same. Uh, I can say almost they're almost the same because if you travel abroad coming here, you have to quarantine yourself at your own cost and uh, they have to monitor you same procedure the procedure actually is the same well i mean the, the united states anybody flying into the united states should be made to self-quarantine for 14 days okay you no, know returning whether you're an american or yeah. you're an international travel it should be the same thing over the united states hopefully so they so, can come about of doing this so the flights actually are only banned um, 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 to Canadian and Mexico only. I'm so sorry, far. I didn't get that. Okay, I was asking that the flights, are they only banned um, to Canadian and also Mexico only? No, all sunshine, de all sunshine destinations. Mm. Yeah, tough time. Yeah, until April the 30th. But I think you guys can cope with it because if you can look at it in South Africa, how, you know, the COVID thing started. Um, remember, there was, a, I'm not sure if you're following it. Remember, there was a time whereby they stopped everything. Like, they stopped everything. People stopped going to work. Uh, mines operation closed. Schools closed. The government came with a funding scheme. It's sort of an insurance where mm -hmm. they were assisting people, like just giving them something so that they yeah. can be able to buy food. So imagine when they give you something like, they give you like um, less than $10 that you must buy food. But that's small. And you have a family to take care of. So I can say how they're handling things that side. How are they dealing with those people who like struggling in terms of financial? How are they helping them? Here in Canada, um, there's I think are five or six yeah. different uh things that people can apply for and it is $500 a week so $2,000 a month to help families and individuals um, through these hard times 
Okay, that's good. Yeah, that's how Canada. That's how Canada is doing it. So we have, I think, four or five different uh, different things going on to help to help all Canadians. So we the current it. situation, the current situation, how has the current situation actually, you know, affected you negatively, so personally? Negatively, so not being able to. Um, see family and friends. My parents live in a retirement home. I can't visit them. Um, I have family members who are out of work. And yeah, it's it's affecting me in, in many different ways. Even though I'm a truck driver and I can go to work, it's affecting me in other areas of my life. I understand on that right end. We are with you on that one. And um, I can see that actually in Canada, you guys are taking this thing serious and because you have been seeing how things are happening. I can tell you that in South Africa, there are a few parts of South Africa where people like they take this COVID thing serious, especially the urban sites. But coming to the rural sites, there's a lack of education. There's a lack of resources. There's a... I can say a lot of people, they are aware of it, but because of there's no resources, what can they do? That's where we can say there's a set in terms of the infections because it's a rural place. You know, people go into a river, go into fetch water. We find that it's a queue. Like, things are, are quite different. Yeah, absolutely. You know, you know, in other countries too around the world that yes. are, are struggling like that as well, right? So... Um, I don't, I don't, you know, I really don't know what to say. I mean, I say on my podcast and I ask, you know, everybody just please, mm -hmm. you know, stay home and, and follow the rules and do the best that you can. And we all work together and hopefully we can get out of this mess. But, um, looking on the, looking on the, I was reading something, you know, city news, I think three days ago, they're saying that, um, the projections have shown that, um, you know, the new variant, it was first identified in the UK. So will it be dominant strain on COVID-19 in parts of, you know, the other sides, that side? Yes, it is. It's already here. It's already but, here in Canada. It's already here in the city that I live in. We but, just had, but, but, we just, mm -hmm. yeah, we just had a, a, a nursing home uh, just a few hours from where I live, um, test, uh, 95% of that uh, nursing home tested positive with this new variant from the United Kingdom. Okay, but according to my sources that I have been following, they're saying that um, some of those people who have been tested, they don't have any traveling history. And remember, uh, the media, especially internationally, they say, they're even calling it um, they're even calling it the South African variant, and which is against um, some of the terminologies that people are using. You know, well, the organization, they have proper terminologies that they're using. So people are saying it's South African variant, and now it, it, it was discovered that, or it was projected that it was first identified in UK. What's your take on this one? Now, with, with, the, with the first uh, thing that you mentioned there, about people testing positive for this 
this new variant from the United Kingdom with no travel um, um, was absolutely was 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 false because um, after further investigation, uh, it was the first known couple um, here in Ontario. After further investigation, it turns out that they had lied and that they did come in contact with somebody from the United Kingdom. I lost them. Hope he's still listening here on the show. All right, like that. But when it comes to the, when, it, when we were talking about variants of, of the virus from the United Kingdom, they're also saying there's a variant from South Africa. So it's two different variants. Mm-hmm. Right? Oh, you're still here. You're just not up on my screen here. Like on the mm-hmm. call, I can't see you on it. So anyway, so yeah, it came out, yeah, yeah, like yeah. I said, I for the hear. first part. Yeah, I so, so the first part, when I said the, the uh, here in Ontario, where the couple tested positive for that UK variant, they lied. They said they didn't come in contact with somebody. And in fact, they did. <laughs> so they're being, they're, they're, they've been fined and they're being charged. So and then when you mentioned the and then when you mentioned the South African variant, variant we're looking at two different variants here. We're looking at the United Kingdom yeah, like, variant like, like, yeah. and South African variant. Okay, no, no, no. Let's not call it like that because the World Health Organization it's it's discouraging people to say UK variant, South African variant. According to the researchers, are saying that the variant actually. It's not a South African variant. It's not. I think I'm losing your connection again. Whatever the case may be, I, you know, I want people to be, you know, other countries to be insulted by what we call the variant or where it comes from. Right. That's what we don't want. We don't certainly don't want to insult people. Right. That's what we don't want to do. Call the United Kingdom variant or the South African variant, United States variant, Canada variant. You know, it's just what they're naming it. It's not meaning to be insulting to anybody. Well, I'm going to leave it here, um, ladies and gentlemen. Um, another hour and a half show gone by. It's funny how time flies, and everybody here is listening in, and hopefully you're enjoying the show. And I thank you to this caller um, for calling in. I, I, I appreciate your, your input and your thoughts, and I thank you for that. So I'd like to get those thank yous out ladies and gentlemen, to all of our essential workers, our frontline workers, our doctors, our nurses, our paramedics, our police, and our fire departments. I thank you for the job that you do day in and day out. I thank you for my guests on my show, gentlemen that just has called in the, my listeners around the world and my followers i thank you for taking the time out of your day to join me here on the truckers podcast 
Try to work on your network. It's it's quite. With my network, I think this is the one I want here. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. This is the Truckers Podcast. I'm your host, Doug, from London, Ontario, Canada. Take care, everybody. Have a great Sunday. Have a safe work week or whatever you may be doing. Until uh, next weekend, take care. Thank you.